Oh. Oh. Uh, We're back and better than ever. Party foul. And apparently we've been gone way too long that we don't know how to run our music. Yeah, <clears throat> Whatever. Whatever. <clears throat> so, how you been, Shelly? Oh my gosh. Sorry about the hiatus here. I feel like life in 2023 has hit us hard. Mm. Like, you know, we had to do a hiatus before. It kicked our ass. It kicked our ass. Life, life <clears throat> changes are happening, so... It's all good though. It's all good. It's all good. I'm I'm really excited to be here back yes. talking about ghosts. Oh my Bullshit. gosh. Before you tell me about all the awesome shows that you watch, because I know we're gonna get into that, mm-hmm. we have to um do shout out to Ange, one of our number one fans. Oh hi Ange! <laughs> when yeah. I remember when we I remember. So Hello. We met, we met Ange. And Barry. Hi, Barry. Hi, Barry. Hi, Hi Barry. We love you. We love you. Thank you for being our two fans. Yes. All <laughs> two of you. All two of you. You're so So, so I, I ran into them, and and uh, Barry's like, are you famous? And I was like, uh. absolutely not. Mm. But, <laughs> sure. Yes, yes. I am. Why Thanks, not? Thanks, Barry. <laughs> He's like, I know your voice. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so he, uh, they definitely listened to us. That's so, so nice. That's so great. All right, girl. Yeah, so it is spooky season. Yes, and it's very chilly outside. It's wonderful. I'm digging it. I, there was one, it was a Wednesday in the middle of the day. I had my lunch hour, and I was like, fuck it. I don't care that it's summer, Mm -hmm. because technically it was the 21st and wasn't fall until the 23rd. (laughs) I said, fuck it. I'm decorating my house for Halloween. Yes. So September 21st, all the decorations went up. Um, my kids have this like ongoing thing where they think we are in competition with the other neighbors down the street. So they always want our decorations to be oh. better than the neighbor. And I'm always like, well, your house is like badass though. N- no, no. They have a 12 foot skeleton. Oh, fuck them. No, I love them. But yeah, I but want yeah. it. But so do we need to go see They have a like lights foot? flashing. They have like a guy with like a meat cleaver that like is animatronic oh, and like goes. They went all out. Oh, they go all out. And I love it. That's but awesome. I said, we may not ever beat them on decorations, but I was the first one to put them up. Yes. So I beat everyone. You beat everyone in the neighborhood. And yeah. guess what? You have the real haunted house. Well, they do too. I mean, oh, well, <laughs> everyone has a haunted house on, on your my street. block. Yeah. It's like, whose is more haunted? Yeah. Let's talk to um, all your neighbors. And then Friday the 13th was a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and me and our friend Shannon, who's yes. sometimes on the podcast, uh, we took half days off of work. Nice. We went to a tattoo flash sale. Awesome. And it was, like, one of the best days I've ever taken off of work, because we were, we were sitting, you know, you put your name in, I think I was there by one o'clock, mm-hmm. didn't actually get tattooed until seven. Mm. So it was a really long wait. That's a very long day. But we were we were sitting outside, and I saw this sign down the street, and it said "Adult Slushies." Oh my! And I was like, "Is that a bar? Right next what? to the tattoo place? Isn't that like you're not supposed to drink?" Oh well, you know the, the no, tattoos I got. I mean, no, you're not. But the tattoos okay. I got are so tiny. I have zero tattoos, so yeah, I no, know nothing. It could about. be a myth, or like if I was getting a whole piece, like it thins your blood. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. So I mean, I got little, two tiny. Let little me things. see your cute. So here's. So I got a ghosty. It's so cute. And then I got. I'll show you. Oh, you got another I, one. Yes, Shannon and I got matching um, dancing twins. 
Oh my goodness. Like emojis. The emojis. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and I then I saw my daughters today at my son's soccer game and like they came up and I was like, oh girls, guess what? Like I, I look and I showed them my ghost and my oldest was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like, why didn't you take me? I'm like, well, you're 12. But... <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tattoo you. <laughs> and then my middle daughter, who's 10, Oh, no. She looks at me and she starts shaking her head and she's like, mom. She's so disappointed. Mom. It was like she was my mom. <laughs> she was dis- She was like, mom, what? You got another one? And I was like, actually, I got two. And then I showed them the other one. And she was like, I can't believe this. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Like, so funny. Was that Amelie or? or Amelie, um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's so funny. Amelie, I hear you, girl. I don't have any. <laughs> she's like, she's going to be your straight shooter. And Gwen was the one that was like, oh, I wish I would have gone with you. Oh, Definitely so two cute. different personalities. Yes, right yes. There. Oh, so different. That's awesome. So, yeah, I yeah, have my little... Friday the 13th ghost tattoo that I've wanted for a very long time. And he's so little and so cute. It is adorable. I love, love him. him. I love him. I love him. I like him a lot. Yeah. And then just kind of getting into the feel of the season, watching a lot of spooky shit. Yes. Um, yester- yesterday it was like pouring rain, so I, I stayed in and watched two scary movies mm-hmm. that I'd never seen before. <laughs> They're both a little ridiculous. Um, Sounds about right. One was called Ginger Snaps. Stop. Have what? you seen this? No. It's about like high school girls that it are sounds were- like a werewolves. <laughs> of course it is. It was something. <laughs> it was something. Apparently there are two more of in oh the same my series. God. No, there's uh, more than one. Yeah. Oh. It was amusing, and then saw the faculty, which I've never seen before. Have you heard of this? This is I like 99. Like I, I feel like I did see that. Elijah Woods in it. Probably. Like John Stewart's in it. Um But it's good though. Usher is in it. But it is good though, it's, right? It's I can't remember. It's more aliens than it is like ghosts. Ghosts. Okay. But I it had that like 1999 campy fun high school movie feel, mm, okay. you know? So yeah. it it was enjoyable but ridiculous. It was cheesy. A little cheesy, but like, I would watch that one. Kind of like I know what you did last summer. Yeah, like you know, it was, like it was just a little. Like, oh my god! Like the acting ridiculous. is just terrible. But it it was cute. I liked that one. Um, and then something I've been waiting for, for so long. So Mike Flanagan is the guy who wrote and directed Haunting of Hill House. Yes. And Midnight Mass. Yes. And those are two of my favorite shows. Um, he's done a. A whole bunch of other ones like Bly Manor and mm-hmm. Midnight Club, also good, but Midnight Mass and... I have to check out the Midnight Mass one. I don't think <sighs> I've seen that one. It is so good. But I did see The Haunting of Hill Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass stand out. All right. So, Midnight Mass. I'm making a yes. note right now. Guys, go see that. I've seen it like three times. It's so good. I'm like, oh, I forgot there's other people here. It's you know? <laughs> I got so enthralled in us just talking. We're not just talking to and each other. We're not other. just talking to each other. Oh, well, we kind of are. There's no one else here. There, no. Well, maybe. Well, there's, there's Ange and Barry. Yeah. Ange and Barry. It's the Ange and Barry show. Um, so he put out this uh, Friday the 13th that came out, uh, Fall of the House of Usher. Yes. So I only saw the first episode. I am gripped. 
girl. Totally intrigued. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I heard but it's it, like, some people can't even, like, watch it. There's normal. some really, like, what? Like, just the first episode, you're like, what? What? And, like, really spooky, like, and very different from his other shows. Awesome. But really well done. So, I just started watching, or actually, I, I got caught up because I just binged it, um... You're gonna, I didn't even realize because I hadn't seen The Shining. The show is called Shining Veil. Vale. Oh, yeah, now, yeah. You told me it's about with Courtney that. Courtney Cox. But there's so many nods to The, to the Shining? Shining. And it, wait, it gets better. It's a comedy, but like nobody's laughing. Hmm. It's sarcasm all over oh. the place. She's like a mom. That she's like, so it is, a lot of it surrounds, I will give a warning, a lot of it surrounds mental illness and Mm -hmm. suicide. Because her mom is is, um, schizophrenic, and then she thinks she's seeing shit, she has a ghost in her house. So she can't differentiate if she's fucking crazy. Right. Or if it's really a ghost. So she's trying to explain to her husband, her husband's so dry, and he's like, oh, honey. And she's like, um, there's just, she's like, I'm sorry, but this house is fucking haunted, and blah, 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 blah. So it's like a whole. It it's actually so like interesting. Really, and Courtney Cox is in it, and I've never heard of it. Is it new? It's like brand new. I think it's twenty twenty two. How the first have season, we never it's on heard stars. of it? Like, so it's probably not advertised too many places. But I kept. Do you seeing watch it. it on stars or what do you watch? I it watch on? it on stars. Yeah. So I have a stars app. Oh, okay. okay. And uh, I I watch it through there. So if anybody has stars, but the second season just started on Friday, so now I'm caught oh. up, and now I have to wait for new episodes, and I'm like. Ah! I'm intrigued by that. That sounds really good. You should totally watch it. I don't have stars, though. Um, I do. So you can just watch it at my house. All right. (laughs) All right. So, oh my gosh. Um, But yeah, that shit is crazy. That show, you would love it. It's one of those, like, you don't know whether to laugh at certain things because they're disturbing, but it's really good. But um, Mira Sorvino, Mm -hmm. is that her name? Um, she is from Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. I love she's her. She's the ghost. So she That's is awesome. And she's like a 50s housewife. And she's like, my husband never let me do anything. So I'm going to live like, and the, and Courtney Cox is a writer. Yeah. So it's like, they live in this, she like works in the attic and I she's a writer. I love and that. The psychiatrist that keeps giving her these meds. So she doesn't know if she's going crazy from the meds or if she actually sees a ghost. And she's like, whatever, fuck it. <laughs> And she, you know, there's a whole thing. I don't want to ruin it, but yeah, it's, it's it. so good. It's so good. All right. <clears throat> Any other good shows or movies? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, no, just really excited about Halloween Yay. and all the things that are happening. And I never want it to end. Same. Love Guess October. What, girl. The best thing is we have a ghost podcast and we can just keep mm. it going. Till all the year. Till the end of time. Till the end of Christmas time. Christmas ghosts. We got Thanksgiving ghosts. We got fucking <laughs> Easter All the ghosts. ghosts. Jesus is an Easter ghost. Jesus is an <laughs> Easter ghost. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am literally rolling on the floor. <clears throat> That's yes. amazing. He died for our sins. We shall not mock him. No, not mocking him. He is the he Easter is ghost. He is the Easter ghost. Yeah. It's I mean, not a mockery. It's, it's not a mockery. No. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, what are we talking about sometimes? Welcome to bullshit. Yes, we Ghost talked for bullshit. 12 minutes about nonsense and I love it. <laughs> Tattoos. Okay. 
So I found, I was doing some research, and you obviously know who Mark Twain is. Yeah. Okay. So Ooh. have you ever heard of Terror on 10th Street? No. In Greenwich Village? No. Me neither. Cool. So I found Here we it. are. Here we are. Okay. So I'm just going to read. This is from the New York Post. Okay. So this is like, not like a Reddit story. This is like, apparently if you search for, it's called... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It's called the House of Death. In Greenwich? Yeah. Wait, uh, New York? Yes. Or, New oh, York. New York? Okay. Yep, New York Post wrote mm. this. So if you if you type in House of Death, like a bunch of Mark Twain stuff comes up, but there's also like other articles. Okay. So I just picked one. Obviously, Interesting. I was like, I never even this heard like this. like a history life. lesson. Yeah. He looks very uh, disturbed. He okay. looks like a ghost. He does. He'd a make a good ghosty. ghost. So here's the story of Terror on 10th Street, written by Tim Donnelly. This was published in 2012. Okay. Ooh. Throwback. Throwback. All right. Just weeks after Jan Bryant Bartell moved into the huge old mansion, first problem, never <laughs> move into a huge old mansion, <laughs> at 14th West 10th Street off 5th Avenue in 1957, she felt a monstrous moving shadow that loomed up behind her. No. Yeah. Loom- Monstrous? Looming is never a good looming word. Looming shadow. Sounds yeah. terrifying. So she moved in and she obviously started feeling shit already. She turned and saw nothing there, but couldn't shake the feeling that she was not alone and maybe never would be. In the already aging house with fretted, I don't know that word, and Civil er, Civil War era glass in the windows. Yeah, she's in a haunted <laughs> fucking house. You're in a haunted What's house. What's a balustrade? Fretted balustrades. What? That yeah, that's why I was like, I don't What are these words? Word. You're I just saying you're they, making this You're up. making sounds. You're just you're just saying words. I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna look it up. Ba- yeah. Google that. <laughs> balustrades. Okay. And they're fretted balustrades. Whatever the fuck that means. Okay. okay. So the incident took several minutes and several cigarettes, cups of tea, and nips of brandy to shake off. I love that description. Nice. But it wouldn't be the last in the seven-year stretch of psychological and sometimes physical torment Bartell suffered from what she claimed were the icy hands of the house's former inhabitants reaching out from the afterlife to grab her. Seven years? That's too long, bitch. I'm sorry. Seven years. That's too long. But it's 1957, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know her deal. Bartell's story of torment is just one of the documented legends swirling around the abutting numbers 16 and 14 on 10th Street in Greenwich Village. The block, an otherwise picture book New York byway that's home to writers and actors, is so dripping with tales of death and hauntings. Number 14 has earned the nickname the House of Death. Interesting. I feel like I want to go there. I do. I would not want to live in a house of death. No. No, I'll visit and then I'll leave. Yeah. Residents have reported seeing the ghost of Mark Twain walking about in white suit and hair, along with a spectral cat waving its tail and a woman in a long flowing gown passing through doorways. This is cool. I know. Do they have a movie about this? There's a ghost cat. I mean, that's awesome. That is awesome. I mean, they get to bring their pets. Yeah. You get to bring your pets in the afterlife. Great. But some say there's a curse that touches people who live there. Bartell died under mysterious circumstances just a few weeks after finishing her manuscript about her experiences in the house. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Bad juju. 
Most notoriously, number 14 was the site of a grisly murder in 1987 when former criminal defense attorney Joel Steinberg oh, beat a six-year-old girl to death. No. Oh. Fuck that guy. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Mm. Talk about grizzly. That is the grizzliest. That is the grizzliest. Fuck that guy. Piece of shit. So, ghostly neighbors, though. <laughs> Let's put a little spin on it. Yeah. Uh, number 14, considered a classic brownstone, was built sometime in the 1850s, right before the Civil War, when the area around Washington Square was booming. It was originally one house, but it is now split into 10 different apartments, wow. at least nine of which had names on the buzzers and mailboxes. Hmm. Legend has it, the house witnessed 22 deaths, not terribly unusual for a century and a half old home, except some of the spirits never left. The most famous was Twain, who lived there for a year in 1900. A plaque outside the door brags of his tenure there. Mm-hmm. Though he died in Connecticut, one resident reported seeing a specter resembling the author saying, my name is Clemens and I has a problem here I gotta settle before disappearing. That's weird. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, you come back. <clears throat> I has a problem. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying uh, that. What? What? So he died <laughs> He died in Connecticut. But he came back. But he came back. So. I like the word specter. I want to use that word more often. Well, I already forgot the other word. Something. No, Bal- no, no. Balustrades. But, no. but like, no. ghosts. We don't say specters anymore. Yeah, seeing a specter. I like that. Yeah, I do like that. Not all the ghosts have been <laughs> have been like kindly old Sam Clemens, however. Residents have reported sightings as recently as a few years ago, and some of them have been chilling enough to scare people away from the building forever. Hmm. Tell me more. <laughs> Dennis, a musician and photo buff, has lived on the third floor in number 16 for more than 20 years. He didn't want to give his last name because he was embarrassed to be sharing ghost stories. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Everybody is. But, but he it's... says he has seen little clips and visions of women in long gowns going from room to room. Wow. That's creepy. As well as experiencing seemingly random flickering of lights. Mm-hmm. Does he think he's seen the same ghosts from next door, the house of death? Walls don't stop them from doing anything, he says. He recalled one night many years ago when he was photographing a dancer in his living room. He left her alone in the room for a minute, or so he thought. His guest was startled to see a lady in a long flowing gown, followed by a cat walking into the room. All these cats. Yeah. The dancer picked up her stuff and ran out. She's like, um, I didn't sign up for this. So she was the fir- wasn't the first female visitor who fled his apartment after being spooked. I have girls that would never come back, Dennis hmm. says. So wait a minute. Do you think like the ghost loved him or something? <clears throat> Was trying to scare away. Excuse me. I... Oh. <clears throat> oh my um, gosh. So sorry for the coughing. Today. I mean, like, ghost loves a thing, so yeah, I wouldn't put it past the ghost. It's true. Could happen. Poor Dennis. Poor Dennis. He just wants to get laid. You I know. Mean, yeah. Don't we all? He does. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> serious don't we all i'm kidding not kidding okay the most detailed account of life in the possessed buildings comes from bartell's memoir spindrift spray from a psychic sea written in 1974 just before she died i kind of want to read that Hmm. 
From the first day, Bartell and her husband, Fred, moved into the top floor that was once the servants' quarters, she felt the strange chill of the house closing in around her. But due to a housing shortage at the time, she had little choice but to stick it out. That's why she stayed. Okay. I get it. This makes yeah. sense now. I mean, I'm not moving. These ghosts can do whatever they want, and I I'm mean, not going to move. If we don't go back to the, uh, you know, sex with ghosts episode, I don't <laughs> want any of that. Stay away. <laughs> the, strange, the strange occurrences started out small. A sound of footsteps following her up the stairs. Mm-hmm. A brush against the back of her neck, even when her hair was tied up. Okay, I got chills. That idea of that is not... I'm not okay with that. Oh, don't touch me. A strange rotting smell. Gross. That would seemingly come and go like wispy smoke. That's gross. Ew. smell rotting anything. Like, I don't... That's gross. Things got darker, though. Huh. Shadows that no light would touch. A mysterious chair their dog would snarl and growl at as if it contained some invisible enemy. Then a phantom, shriveled grape that appeared in the dead center of a clean dinner plate. What? Wait, wait. It's a shriveled grape, like a phantom shriveled grape in the... Wait, uh, it's a ghost grape? (laughs) Is that what we're talking about here? Yes. What? So even though the couple hadn't bought grapes in months. What? It was a clean... Hold on. Let me... me, What? Ghost grapes. Ghost grapes. Jesus is the Easter ghost. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Okay, so there's a clean dinner plate Uh in the middle of their table. And a shriveled grape was in the middle, the dead center of a clean dinner plate. Why is that? Even though they haven't bought grapes in months. Okay, but it could have been a grape that they had bought like months ago. It's in the middle of a clean plate on their table. Oh, God. So like what? Somebody had to put there. A cat? Blame the cats. Cats are fucked up. Fucking cats. Fucking cats. She found furniture inexplicably moved from its usual usual yeah, place. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. The sound of crashing glass chased her around the building. I don't know what That's that means. That's disturbing. Most unsettling, because that none of that was unsettling, but the most unsettling. I'm sorry, it's the ghost grape. Yeah. yeah. That is the most unsettling. The ghost grape is the most unsettling. <laughs> if you go home and there's a fucking grape... <laughs> grape <laughs> you're like i don't even eat grapes i don't <laughs> most unsettling i'm totally gonna play a prank <laughs> one time i'm just gonna get a shriveled up grape and put it on a plate just leave it somewhere in your house <laughs> uh, most unsettling was the odors that appeared out of nowhere i would be so not okay with odors no. one fragrant like ancient perfume the other a rotting that no. was offensive no then one day a vision of a man appeared. Bartell reached out to touch it. What was it I touched, she wrote. A substance without substance. Chilly. Damp. Ooh. Um, I don't know. This woman has just a million awesome words. Diaphanous. Whatever that means. Wow. As I, you know. We're going to have to get a thesaurus or a dictionary. <laughs> yeah. For these episodes. I was a lit major and I don't even know what she's talking about. <laughs> She's just making shit up. I think she just made a word up, yep. Well, whatever that word was, as marsh mist or a cloud of ether. I mean, that's very well written. Mm -hmm. I could feel my fingers freeze at the tips. They were numb, and yet they tingled. In the split second between contact and recoil, the scent came. 
It says fragile and laborious and sweet, unbearingly, cloyingly sweet. All right, so she's just reaching out and touching them. Like, no. <laughs> well, they touched her first. To yeah, be this fair. is true. Yeah. Touch yeah. them, ghosts. Yeah, you need consent for stuff like yeah. that. So finally, Bartell and her husband decided to fight back. They called in a paranormal expert mm-hmm. Good. and a medium to see if they could help. Yep, that's what I would do. Yeah. Immediately, the medium felt a presence. Duh. It was the grape. It was the... She's like, there is an evil grape in your house. You must leave the premises immediately. You almost just spit your wine I know. <clears throat> I have to, like, I'm, like not drink while you're talking because <laughs> I'm just going to spit it out. Okay, so I'm not going to do that Stop anymore. Like, I'm not funny, so... Anyway, so they they immediately felt a presence. There was something dead under the floorboards. Three things, maybe. What? I don't know. This just jumps all over the place. A young girl with curly hair. What? Under the floorboards? Blue eyes and a tiny nose. Yes. Oh, and a... This is awful. An aborted child. What? And, of course, a small gray Okay, wait. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm tracking. Somebody somebody killed some people in that house. So this medium comes in, and she's like, there's... Hi. She's like, hi. Hi. You have floorboards, and there's just, like, a cat. A, a baby. And a, a baby. And a... And, and a girl a, with a small nose. She's curly hair, blue eyes, and a tiny nose. I... Okay. That's not creepy or anything. God, if somebody said that to she, me... She's like, and they love grapes. <laughs> and you're like... They what? love grapes. That cat, man. Ghost Ugh. <clears throat> so creepy. Suddenly, the medium snapped into a trance and was possessed with the spirit of Rini Mallison, a 19-year-old who said she was born in 1848. She blamed President Lincoln for killing her husband, Henry McDermott, by making him fight in the Civil War. She wailed over her aborted child. Oh, God, that's awful. That is awful. Mm. The paranormal expert had heard enough. He told the spirits to vacate the premises immediately Mm -hmm. because the Bartels were the rightful occupants. Yeah. Go and leave these people in peace, he said. Yeah, just go. The medium's voice shot back like an explosion. Never. I will never leave here. Bartel recalled her saying, they will have to go. This is my home. I will never leave. After that, the Bartels didn't feel safe. They moved away shortly after though Bartell herself could never shake the feeling that the house had poisoned her. Mm. Dennis, who lives a floor down from where Bartell lived, says he believes the accounts in Spindrift. The first copy he got was from a girl he met browsing the strand for books about the occult. A copy of the book fell off the shelf and into her hands. Oh, gotta love that. Wait, isn't there like a meme about ghosts? Like... Well, it's even freakier because he says he's owned the book about ten times now. For some reason, the copies keep disappearing. Ooh. So that so now I kind of <laughs> want to buy one and see if it goes. Well, I could also just lose it, you know. <clears throat> maybe ten he, times. Maybe he can't find the other nine. Maybe he just leaves things places. Mm. Are you ready for a little more? Oh yeah. Okay. No, this is great. This I'm is, tracking this. With is, you. This is wild. Okay. The Steinberg case. Okay, so 15... So this is the same place? Yes. Okay. 15 years after Bartell died, a much more shocking real-life tragedy occurred at the house next door to her old home. At number 14, Joel Steinberg, a well-heeled lawyer, and his girlfriend Hedda Nussbaum, an editor of children's books at Random House, 
appeared to be a pro-typical professional couple. They were well-liked on 10th Street and told friends and neighbors that they had adopted two children, six-year-old Lisa and toddler Mitchell. 18 months. Mitchell. No demons. Mitchell. No demons are named Mitchell. Mitchell. <clears throat> Mitchell the demon. Mitchell the demon. But their middle-class facade crumbled in November of 1987, revealing a drug-fueled den of horror and abuse. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with these people? People. <sighs> Stop. This is where it gets dark. After free basing cocaine, <laughs> you know. Sorry. I, okay, like, pause. Ah! Pause. <laughs> there was one night I was coming home from karaoke, and, like, right before my house, there was, like, a police thing where they stop every car, and they Excuse ask me. you if you've been drinking. So they're like, have you been drinking? And I was like, I, I had two drinks tonight, like, an hour and a half ago or something. Like, I was, like, mm-hmm. totally fine. Like, have you been freebasing cocaine? And I was like, what? and I laughed because I was like what? so caught off guard. I was like, what? What is that even? No. Freebasing. No. What do you mean? You're like, oh. And he laughed at me. And he was like, okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't mess with back that. to the story. No, no, no. Tangent. So after freebasing cocaine, Steinberg beat Lisa, oh. leaving her bruised and bo- broken on the bathroom oh. floor. Fuck people. Fuck he went out to meet friends, leaving Nussbaum too frightened of Steinberg's mm. wrath to help Lisa in the next room. Mm. Steinberg returned home late that night. He and Nussbaum free-based more cocaine, because that's a smart idea. Yeah, that's great. Good decisions. Mm-hmm. Real professional. Yeah. Until around 4 a.m. with Lisa still unconscious in the bathroom. Fuck's up. It wasn't until 6.30 a.m. that Nussbaum finally called authorities. What? Jesus Christ. <clears throat> That's not cool. What do you even say at that point? Well, it says when the police arrived, the second floor apartment was in eerie disarray. Nussbaum answered the door with her face bruised and battered, her lips split open. <sighs> she wandered the apartment, hiding behind doors while the medics attended to Lisa. That's and I'm really sad. sorry if anyone listening is an abuse victim. Cause that I, is really sad. I truly apologize if you've ever been through this. Mitchell, soaked in urine... And covered with dirt. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I guess he Too just much pissed, cocaine? He probably pissed himself, and he's gross. Was tied to a playpen with a length of rope around his waist. I don't understand what's happening. Me neither. But I don't like it. This is what they found when they went there. Hmm. So Mitchell was soaked in urine and covered with dirt. He was tied to a playpen with a length of rope around his waist. Lisa died three days later at the hospital. Residents of the building had reported Steinberg before on suspicions of abusing Nussbaum and Lisa. Dennis, next door, remembers seeing Joel in a tender moment, carrying the girl on his shoulders. Steinberg was convicted of first-degree manslaughter and served 16 years in prison. Not long enough. Not long enough. (coughs) The investigation revealed that he had never legally adopted either child. Ugh. That dude dies a horrible death. Mm-hmm. Okay, so ghosts busted? <laughs> Question mark. Since Steinberg's horrific crime, Tenth Street has been relatively placid. Okay. They've been kind of quiet lately. Dennis says of the ghosts, Philip Ernest Schoenberg, author of Ghosts of Manhattan, who also runs the Ghosts of New York tours, ooh, <gasps> ooh, says the houses are hardly the most haunted in the city. That distinction might be 
might belong to the Merchant's House Museum. Oh, noted. Noted. But the block itself may be more imbued with a spectral history of New York than people think, he says. The spirit of Emma Lazarus, who wrote The New Colossus, the poem on the pedestal of the Statue of Liberty, has been spotted still lurking around her old house at number 18. Mystery writer Dashiell Hammett and romantic partner Lily Hellman, who wrote the play Little Foxes, among others, also once lived on the block. Edgar Allan Poe's last known residence in New York what? was at number 17, where a woman rejected his marriage proposal. Uh, what? Does that have to do with anything? But okay. I mean, poor Edgar. you got to throw in his uh, misfortune there, too. His heart was broken there. Aww. Aww. Poor Edgar. Maybe the ghosts are just being patient. Jason Weingarten, who used to walk dogs five days a week for a tenant in number 14, says the inside of the house definitely feels very old, but it doesn't seem haunted. Although he notes author Emily Post also lived next door. That's wild. So maybe they have proper etiquette. Hmm. That's the end. Of the oh, that was really, really interesting. I had never heard of any of that. Yeah. A lot of it was strange. Um... Now I want to go on a ghost tour in New York. I do too. I want to actually do the Doylestown haunts. That's, yeah, um, it's floating. Do they go through November or is it? I think it's only the, October. I think it's all the time. Okay, let's go. I think it's all the time. Okay. I think it's like a historical type of okay. thing, and I'm actually friends with the girl on Facebook, the woman of on Facebook, you are. and she. I saw them actually doing a tour when we were at our friend's house and walked to dinner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's all dressed up. She's so That's cute. cool. It was so cool. So uh, You live in a magical place. Thanks. I live in, in haunted land. <laughs> we should stay in a B- Airbnb or something oh, around yeah. here. I sent you a text about one in Bethlehem. Mm. I forget what it was called, but I'm sure I can find it in I our texts. Got to make that, make that happen. Because, um, yeah. yeah, that's the other thing that I've been doing while we haven't been recording is yeah. just like, constantly watching ghost hunters i don't know like i've always loved ghost hunters yeah not to be confused with ghost adventures ghost adventures is really funny to me but ghost hunters is like legit and i love it and yeah we need to still look into the um whole paranormal group (sighs) i can't find anybody you know i said i think it was the last podcast that we had recorded i was like this is my goal yeah i'm gonna find a group i emailed so many groups and so many of them are just non-existent mm. i just get returned emails oh. they're not active anymore i'll do some research for you i'll see what i can God. find i do that's what i want to do with my free time that is fun to do like with karaoke is good i like karaoke yeah, but, but we do it to, a lot you have to have more hobbies i need more hobbies yeah, yeah. you know if i see you like knitting and you're bit you know i don't like well, to knit you can just <laughs> take up you know, the flute. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Just take no, no. Um, drinking wine. I mean, that is a hobby. That is a hobby. Um, yeah, I got nothing. We got a podcast. We, I mean, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. We got to yeah. do it a little more, probably. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry. We're, we're getting on it. We have lives and stuff, but mm. thank you all for listening. And if you could please, please send us your stories. Because I know that it's creepy season and you have some haunted houses out there. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of ghosts at gmail.com? We want to read your stories, yep. not other random stories we have to find. We want to. Your stories. And we want to have guests on there. So we're looking into oh, yeah. soliciting some new guests 
with new stories, uh-huh. new hauntings, new locations. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. And we might be working on some giveaways and things like that. We Oh, we are. Yes, we, we are. are. <laughs> we are. Hi, have we Hi. met? <laughs> what? Hi, how are you? So, if you do listen, pay attention cuz uh we're going to probably attention. be posting some fun stuff soon. All right. Anything else, Shelly? Got nothing. Got nothing. Sleep well.